This is Yep, I Did That with Amanda and Jonna. I'm Jonna. I'm Amanda. And this is Yep, I Did That. A podcast where we, I like it that I always do that. A podcast. Like, a podcast a where podcast we, where we talk about health and wellness stuff. Yes. The stuff that's floating around the internet that you may or may not want to try. The cure all, the next magical mm-hmm. thing that's going to make you lose weight. Mm-hmm. The way to heal something randomly overnight yes. all that stuff that you see we talk you about have that cellulite let us help you says the internet <laughs> and we're here to say don't listen to them <laughs> unless or, or listen to them. we try it and we decide you should listen exactly to it. so basically we're here just to tell you what's crap and what's not yeah and we can do that only because amanda went to school and knows a lot of stuff she's a registered dietitian um, with all sorts of amazing knowledge about the stuff that we put into our bodies and on our bodies and why or why not that's good for us. I try. And Jonna is the one that's actually willing to try it. So <laughs> I'm the one putting all the stuff in or on my body. <laughs> because I'm always, I'm a hypochondriac and I'm always too scared and I'm also lazy. And Jonna's not. She's a slightly more motivated. So she's the one that's actually trying it. And I'm the one saying she should do it or... She should not do that. Yeah. And sometimes I listen to her. And sometimes she does not. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, on that note, how are you doing? I'm doing good. Um, of course, the big reveal is that Kyle's gone. <laughs> <laughs> um, Kyle came back from Australia on Thursday and is gone again now. New York, right? In New York. Yeah, he'll TRL. be in, He's on TRL on Thursday, which I'm so excited about. Yeah. So today, when this is coming yeah, to your ears. Yeah, whenever this comes to your ears, Kyle will be on TRL. I don't know like how it's being redone because it's like a reboot of TRL, so yeah. I have no idea any details about it. Um and then he is going to be playing at the Billboard Hot 100 on Ooh. Sunday. If you guys are in New York, you should go see him play. Yeah. With That's Logan exciting. Henderson. That's exciting. Yeah. Other than that, we're good. Kyle or Ellis and I, we're just trying to really figure out our lives whenever <laughs> there's just the two of us because my mom has been here and then his parents were here while he was here. And so it's just kind of like readjusting. a readjustment of like just the two of us. Just mm. the two of us. <laughs> you make a good duo. <laughs> we do, right? Yes. <laughs> yeah. You do. Um, what's going on with you? Oh, well, first, actually... Before Jonna says anything, um, which I'm sure she was going to talk about this, but <laughs> I am going to make sure that I also talk about it, that we haven't touched on the fundraiser for um, Jonna and Aaron's adoption in a minute. And we just were going to come back that this is our last big push because you guys are so close Yay. to getting to your goal. And there's a new thing where it's basically $10.00. If you can give $10 and then ask 10 of your friends or send out the story, we have a video. We're going to put it on our Instagram, a link to it. Um, yeah. And there's already the link to their page. Um, and if you send it out to 10 friends and they send it out to 10 friends, it will basically be It will help funded. fund it. Yeah. We're pretty close. Yeah. So. It's amazing. We're hoping the find 10 friends to give $10. That's like a latte and a half. Yes. And we can fund the rest of the adoption, which yes. is super exciting. Which is incredibly exciting. Yeah. And um, I think that like 
we've talked about it before, but whenever I always think about giving and things like that, that it feels like you have to give a lot. Yeah. And it's not like, especially whenever people are having like tight incomes, like $10 is really not much. Yeah. And every dollar seriously does count. Yeah. Like you you don't give $2. That's awesome. You don't know how many people can give $2 to make it happen. So yeah, we're super excited about it. Um, yeah, and excited that our story, hopefully that will help just like spread awareness about adoption. Yeah, and, and like how being really like open with the costs of it. I think people always forget that like there's an extreme like cost to pay for everything that goes along with yeah. like adoption. And um, then it's a great way to show how to be a community and like yeah. help each other, you know. It's yeah, not I think weird a lot of like people want this. to adopt. I know yeah. a lot of people want to adopt, but don't because yeah. of the cost. Yeah, um, and we just don't want that to be something that hinders um, a child from finding their forever home. So exactly. Hopefully, when this is all said and done, we'll have <gasps> our baby home. So it's exciting and get ready because I'm sure there will be lots of. Um, episodes about episodes baby stuff. About baby stuff. <laughs> Just get ready and get excited yes. because that's for sure going to happen. I'm sure. <laughs> I am sure. Um, and that's basically what's taking up all of our time right now yeah. is um, stuff with social worker and home study and baby stuff and yes. fundraising our butts off because we have gotten worth three fourths of the way there pretty much. So we have one fourth left to raise amazing maybe more than that but i'm in my mind it's one fourth it feels really close yeah it's really close so we're just trucking along so if it's on your heart yeah give 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 adopttogether.org backslash 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 that's that's my bedroom pop voice (laughs) i like it (laughs) backslash backslash harris family harris baby harris baby okay say adopttogether.org backslash why can I not say backslash? I'm not even drinking tonight. Adopttogether.org backslash Harris Baby. Yes. Woo-woo. Go to that. Listen to their story. Watch the video. Share it if you feel led. Yes. Yay. Okay. Right. Anything else going on? Nope. I'm actually, yes. I'm heading to Phoenix tomorrow, which oh, is yeah. super exciting. So when you hear this, I'll be in Sedona. Mm. We're doing a wine tasting with my parents. <gasps> so and I'm super excited and hoping for some monsoons while I'm there because it's been like oh a crazy monsoon yes. season in Arizona. And I love them and I've missed all of it because I'm in California where there's nothing but fire. There's nothing but fire except for the random, super random, like 10 second thunderstorm. And there was there was a little bit of rain. It like spit out. We had a little bit more rain. Like it came down and then like the ground was wet. Yeah. With the thunder. Yeah. But it wasn't like... I didn't see any lightning, but I heard thunder. And Dietrich was like, what is that? Because he's four and has lived here his whole life. Oh, so he yes. never hears thunder. I know. I'm super side note. We I had a client one time who's originally from California and she gets like panic attacks whenever there's thunder. That's so Because she is crazy. from here and she yeah. doesn't experience it. And it's like the most calming, like amazing sound yeah. to like us who've experienced thunderstorms. But then like earthquakes, everyone's like... Eh. Eh, whatever and we're like <laughs> where's my pack where's my pack <laughs> i was telling Dietrich, i was like stop getting under the bed i'm afraid an earthquake's gonna happen and it's gonna collapse on you and it, somebody else was like aren't you supposed to get under the bed when there's an earthquake you're like no, no i don't trust my bed for no, i i actually the whenever we very first moved here i was like 
well, you're supposed to do the door frame, right? That's what Saved by the Bell taught me. And <laughs> my neighbors were like, no, no, get outside. Go outside or stay on your bed. That's yeah. like the safest place. It's like there's nothing around you. To if fall it moves, on. there's yeah. just like whatever. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> so Saved by the Bell led me wrong. <laughs> cool. <laughs> I heard door frame too. It's, I think that's what it was for a really long time because it was supposed to be like the sturdiest part yeah. of like the building or whatever. But they were basically like, no, that could come down to you. Yeah. So just go. Go. Just get outside. <laughs> okay. Well, now okay, that you've guys, heard all about that. We've touched Saved by the Bell. We've touched on adoption. We've touched on earthquakes and thunderstorms. So now oh, it only seems right to flow into adaptogens. adaptogens. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. I'm super excited about this episode. I have been taking a supplement for the last year-ish. Mm-hmm. Mm, eight months. When yes. I started in January. Yeah. So uh, almost. Almost nine months. Yeah. Woo. Math. Uh, that has adaptogenic herbs in it. And I didn't even really know what they were until Amanda and I were about to start this podcast, I think, or mm-hmm. right after. And she said this is something that she would like to talk about. Yeah. So now I'm super excited and I have more backing to what's in the supplement that I take. And I'm super excited to talk about this and learn more about it. And I think like you, what you just said is a prime example of like, it's kind of the big thing right now. And Mm -hmm. so everyone is probably taking something. If you're taking a supplement, it probably has adaptogenic herbs Mm -hmm. and no one even really knows what they are. Yeah. Or if someone's like, you should take an adaptogen, they just go, okay. Yeah. And they're like, if you were to ask someone probably, like, what is an adaptogen, they'd be like, um, I don't know. I take one that, like, helps me with this. Yeah. And so this is what an adaptogen is. And I'm like, that's not what an yeah. adaptogen is. But uh, so that's why I'm really excited about this episode, too. Like, I, I actually knew a lot about them. But for me, I learned them as a phytochemical and just a functional food. Right. Rather than the term Adapt. adaptogen. And so whenever I first was thinking about adaptogens, I was like, oh, I don't know anything about them. And so that's why I wanted to, like, do this episode. So I'm like, it's something that's out there. We need to talk about it. Yes. Um, And then I was like, oh, I do know about adaptogens. We're good. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But basically, um, the kind of definition of an adaptogen is that it's defined as a non-toxic compound related to adaptability and survival whenever you're thinking about stress. Um, And so an adaptogen is something that is helping your body whenever you're under stress, deal with it better. And it kind of like keeps your body out of balance and functioning the way it's supposed to be, supposedly. That's what they're thinking that it does. Okay. Um, So basically, it's just the best analogy I heard was it's like exercise. So whenever you exercise, you're you're actually putting your body under stress, but that stress then allows you to continue to build endurance and then build strength. And the more you work out, the longer you can work out. But like it's, your body's always continually undergoing stress whenever you work out. Mm-hmm. It's actually creating like free radicals whenever you work out. Um, and then your body's able to react to that better and then grow and actually be at a better functioning thing and that's what adaptogens do like inside your body so it's basically like you're exercising whenever you take an adaptogen and so it's creating just a little minor stress that your body's reacting to so that whenever you're presented with a greater stress your body's at a really high caliber to be able to do it and deal with it 
cool. So it doesn't kind of send you into disarray mm-hmm. whenever you're met with stress. Ah. Does that make sense? Yeah. I thought it was a really great analogy whenever I read it. Yeah. A doctor from the, Cle- the Cleveland Clinic um, said that in a Time article. I think. And I was like, that, I saw that makes time so much sense where I was like, okay, okay, I can get behind that where like that makes sense to me. Um, but then there is a like long history with adaptogens. It, most of them go back to Chinese medicine mm-hmm. and Ayurvedic practices. But whenever you're thinking about it in the Western world, that's kind of where like science looks at it. Yeah. Um, where they finally kind of acknowledged it. And that happened in the 50s and the 60s. And two researchers... Hmm. I really should like do pronunciations for these things beforehand, but it's, or it's funnier this way. You yeah. Know? I mean, um, what, what, who's typed in the pronunciation of these things in Google though? I don't know. <laughs> uh, Lazarev and Breckman, uh, they suggested Breckman. that Breckman, it's, there's an H in there. It's silent. Breckman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we just said it. We decided it's silent. Uh, They suggested in the 50s and the 60s that certain compounds and herbal extracts um, termed adaptogens could prolong the duration of of a resistance to stress. So that was kind of like the first time that two researchers were looking at these herbs and they deemed it an adaptogen Mm -hmm. because your body is becoming and adapting to stress and it's being able to resist it and able to like function better within it. Um, There's two different analogies that people say i already told you guys about the exercise one but there's one that they also say that adaptogens are the thermostat of your body and this kind of talks more about like hormone balance okay so adaptogens are thought to help with stress and then they also are thought to help with hormone balance and so whenever you think about it like that they're saying that it's the thermostat of your body so if it gets too hot or if it gets too cold Um, the adaptogens help bring it back to like that neutral temperature. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it's always keeping it in balance. And that goes back to more the Chinese medicine and the Ayurvedic practices because they're all about balance. And so that's why they were using a lot of these herbs um, and foods so that they could be maintaining balance of the hormones and maintaining balance within the body. Um, And so there's a lot that people have said and those that's kind of like the main general thing and then basically what they're saying that it's doing is that um they're affecting the hypothalamic pituitary adrenal axis so that's basically where most of your hormones are being released is from your either pituitary gland or your hypothalamus within your brain Mm -hmm. and then it's sending signals to your um sympathetic sympathoadrenal system and so it's basically trying to this is where they're all hypothesizing how it's working Mm -hmm. that it's maintaining balance between your brain and hormonal systems so it's what your brain is signaling out and then the hormones that are being released and then the hormones that are sending signals back so it's the system of that that they're maintaining balance in and that's also where like stress happens because most of those hormones get released from either your hypothalamus or your pituitary gland or your adrenal glands right and so it's all about helping maintain all of that balance. Makes sense. Okay. Um, and then most people take or prescribe um, adaptogens to help with adrenal fatigue, uh, thyroid problems, libido issues, um, cognitive feel or cognitive uh, balance, immune system, 
and then hormone balance. Those are kind of like the main ones. The main ones that at first I think most people took them for were either thyroid problems, libido issues, and adrenal fatigue. That makes sense too. Yeah. I mean, and I think that yours is probably for like the hormone stuff, but potentially adrenal fatigue. I think mine is more like adrenal fatigue and stress are the ones that are in the supplement I take because it's not for fertility. No. The one I take is just like a greens supplement. But I have taken more herbs after learning about this than I realized that are considered adaptogens. So Yeah, I mean, because then whenever I was looking at this... Majority of them are like either one small part within a food, which is technically a phytochemical. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think why they're considered in this group of an adaptogen is just because they work specifically in this realm of stress and hormone balance versus like a phytochemical. It's doing a ton of different stuff. And it also has more of like a single pathway of like how it's working. Right. And all the studies that have been done to try to like what the issue with adaptogens are whenever they're thinking about research is that it's a multi-system approach as to what it's doing. So it's not just one thing it's doing. So if you're taking which one that we've talked about before that we'll talk about a lot is ashwagandha. Mm -hmm. And so basically like if you're taking that... It's not just one single pathway to how it's working. And that's what the issue it's is with research. So many things. And because it's like it's maybe activating or increasing or it's decreasing cortisol, but then it's down the line, it's doing something else. And then it's in, like involved in this other system. And then it's mm-hmm. so it's not just like one system that it's using or activating or in, right. like inhibiting. And so to research all the ways that like, it's it almost be impossible. These things. It's impossible for like one study to be done. Yeah. Because there's no actual clear understanding of like how it's doing these things that it's doing. It's so interesting. Because it, they've seen like, especially ashwagandha, it's like they have seen like clinical studies in humans results of things like that. And so they see the results. They just have no idea the how? exact pathway. That's amazing. Of how it's happening. Just because there's so many different yeah. avenues. Does that make sense? Yeah. Do you have any questions about like general adaptogen stuff? No, it totally makes sense. And even after studying and realizing like, oh, I have tried these for these things and studied these things or these herbs and taken these herbs for, which I've talked about on past episodes, we'll probably talk about maybe, um, that I took for like balancing. Mm-hmm. So it makes sense to me. And honestly... How it makes sense to me a lot is because in the fertility world, like everything's so interconnected. Yes. So I've studied so much about how stress can affect so many different other hormones because those hormones are now going to protect your body from this and mm-hmm. uh, or like to help balance you down. And so they don't aren't able to do what they're meant to do because they're so busy being overloaded by taking care of your body from the stress hormone. Exactly. So it makes sense to me that these herbs would be helping to balance that so that so that your other hormones don't ha- have to kick it into high gear exactly when stress happens exactly and we'll talk about other stuff whenever it's dealing with like the stress and we'll wrap it up at the end of like how we should be thinking about adaptogens because they are like it's a thing it's a thing and it, they are awesome like there's mm-hmm. been it's been shown to be helpful in a lot of different ways and so it's like how should we be approaching this. Yeah. 
And so, like they can actually jack with you if you take medications too. Yes, they can. So <laughs> that's another thing to think about. Don't just go in the store and just like buy some and start taking it. That's the thing why uh, I think that's the biggest issue with like things like this where it's like people are like, you should take this adaptogen or, oh no, here's the perfect example. So my mother and father-in-law were just here. And my father-in-law was like, Amanda, I bought this supplement because Phil Nicholson that is the golfer's name? I don't know. I'm the worst person. The pro that. golfer like endorses this mm-hmm. and is like, all the pro golfers take this and you should take it too. And he's like, so I got it. It wasn't expensive, but I'm going to send it to you because I want to know what you think about it. And like the first thing I said was, that may work for Phil whatever and the other golfers, but a doctor knows what they're taking and knows what they need and they're also like athletic in in a sense and so for the normal american who are they're probably pitching this to are 60 year old men yeah and that's not them yeah and you don't know what you're taking like he's like yeah i was kind of concerned about like some of the medicine i'm on and i was like yeah you should be yeah and so i was like i'll be very honest he's like yeah please tell me like what it i should if i shouldn't take it and i was like that's the big issue is that everyone is like, take this, take this, take this, take this. But as we say every episode, every single person is so individualized unique. Yeah. and unique. And what you need is not what I need. And our bodies may not be able to tolerate that. And so it's infuriating sometimes whenever you're just yeah. like. And when he sent it to you, what was your verdict? Oh, he hasn't sent it yet. He okay. just got home. So I'm sure he'll send it at some point. All right. I'll keep you updated. Though. Yes. Um, he was already expecting that I was not going to like it. So, and he hasn't started taking it. So he was like, I just got it because they said it, but that's also where it's like marketing. You guys are great. (laughs) Every adaptogen is not for you. No, not every adaptogen is for you at all. And I'm curious taking two different adaptogens at once. Can they like hurt each other? Do you know? So that's the thing where it's like, they're... They can be really expensive, first of all. And then whenever they're in a lot of things. So I would recommend like just taking the ones that are specifically to whatever you feel like you're needing it for um, versus letting it be just one that has a concoction of stuff. Mm -hmm. I think that that's the biggest issue that most probably MDs or even functional medicine doctors probably have with like the supplement companies with adaptogens especially Mm -hmm. or supplements in general. It's like... Because they aren't regulated, who knows what's going in there? And they may just be throwing like, well, this adaptogen's like, I've heard this one does this and this one could be this or this has like whatever. And it's in random amounts. Mm -hmm. And that random amount could either be useless and not like actually being effective or it could be too much for your body to handle. So it's better just to be getting like either the single or a really small number of blends. Right. Um, because then you know kind of like what's going in it. Thankfully, like I actually was looking at, I have some supplements that have some adaptogenic herbs in them. And I was looking and at least they break it down that each one, it says how much of each right. one is in there, which is helpful. And I think that if there's a supplement out there that you're getting that has adaptogenic herbs in it and they don't put the amount that's sketchy that's sketch and you should not be going with that company um you should always know the exact amount of each thing that's going in there just because whenever we will talk about there is some like toxicity to some stuff um and 
there could, I mean, with real medication, there's definitely counterintuitive reasons. Like right. don't take them if you're taking certain things. But um, I think most of the time, whenever you're thinking about just adaptogens paired together, it's kind of more a guessing game. And right. they're just guessing that this could be helpful. Um, and that may not work for you. So you may try it, but it may be better for you to be doing like singles. That makes sense. You know? Yeah. Um, it's just such a guessing game because there's... Because they can't figure out fully what they're doing when they're doing yeah. it. How they're and doing then, it. And then because then it's like not a ton of... So, so most of the studies, like before we go into like breaking down what has been shown to help with stuff, most studies have either been done in mice or rats or within a cell. And so um, I think a few episodes back, we were talking about in vivo versus in vitro. Mm -hmm. And I don't think I gave a good definition of what those were. Let's hear it. So in vivo is whenever it's actually done in the body or in an animal. In vitro is whenever it's done in the cell. Okay. So whenever you actually think about that, you should we should already kind of have known that because you think about IVF in vitro, it's in the cells. The cells. Yeah. And it's in a like either a test tube yeah. or in a petri dish, whatever. Yeah. That's in vitro. In vivo, it's actually in the like human subject or in an animal. All right. So they haven't done enough studies on actual human beings. Yes. There haven't been enough in vivo human studies. There's okay. they're pretty limited. There's a ton in mice. And or rats. What would be the difference between like eating versus is it just like a very highly concentrated when you're taking an adaptogen versus eating it in something? So most of like adaptogens outside of potentially like the mushrooms mm -hmm. or um, like turmeric, I think like curcumin could be considered like within the realm of adaptogens. But um, a lot of them are either like an herb or like a root or something like that. That's so not it's not delicious. Yeah, it's not something that you would actually like consume. Okay. And so it would need to be either in a powder yeah. or in a For you to get form. like a useful amount. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, versus like mushrooms. So like we'll, we'll talk about shiitake mushrooms. Shiitake mm -hmm. mushrooms are actually considered a phytochemical like functional food and a, an adaptogen cool and you could actually just be eating shiitake mushrooms yeah so i think it just depends on which one it is uh -huh. and how much you're needing um i think that i like the idea more of putting something in a tonic or in a smoothie or in something versus taking a capsule of it mm -hmm. um i that's also just because i like eating things or drinking things more than taking, taking a, pill. a pill. Yeah. Um, and so I I would probably prefer that. Okay. You know? But it just if depends it has, on like but what like it is. licorice root, you're not gonna want to dig that outside of like a capsule probably. No, unless you like the flavor of licorice. I don't yeah. I've never tasted just licorice root. I've smelt it. Um and it smells like it actually smells nice like anise kind of yeah. smell, but, um, it'd probably be very overwhelming. It would be very overwhelming. Yeah. Um, but no, I probably would not be able to mainly because I also hate licorice. I love licorice, but I don't think I would love it in that way. I only like red licorice called Twizzlers. <laughs> That's not licorice. <laughs> and that is also just straight red dye. Uh, <laughs> <gasps> yep, uh. It's true. It's true. 
All right. Let's get into this. Let's get into why people are using it, what studies say about those reasons. So I broke it down into categories. So these are kind of like the main groups of like why people are taking them and then what you would be taking if you're looking to get better hair, nails and complexion or if you're looking to decrease stress, that sort of stuff. So that's just kind of how we're going to talk about it for a sec. Um, So where would you like to start? Let's start with hair, nails, and complexion. That's what I figured you were going to start with. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Um, So there's a lot of things that have been probably shown to help, but these are the four things that two of them have actual studies that have been published in mice and rats, but they were at least published in PubMed with science behind them to show that this is happening. Cool. Um, The first adaptogen is Pearl has been shown to like mm-hmm. be a great source of aminos to help with your hair. Um, so we're thinking about amino acids and good vitamins and minerals. And then chaga, which is a mushroom full of antioxidants just to help with like inflammation. Um, that's good for your complexion, just helping to get rid of any blemishes. Yes. Um, and then this is the one that I think that I would probably maybe add into my life. And I got kind of excited about it. <laughs> um, it's called cordyceps. And it's an anti-aging adaptogen. It's a mushroom with antioxidants, um, but it's also been found to be uh, decreasing uh, inflammation. And it decreases the pro-inflammatory monoamine oxidase. um, And that is what increases lipid peroxidation. And it's basically what causes us to age. So this increase in whenever we're exposed to things, it increases this monoamine oxidase. And it increases lipid peroxidation. And then that's what causes like fine lines. And it causes our skin to look dull and things like that. And the study in rats actually showed that it decreased that. And then it increased a really powerful antioxidant called superoxide dismutase. Cool. Um, And this happened in mice. But it's super encouraging because I feel like it can at least be... right. I mean, half the crap I take is all just right, met rice. <laughs> Why can't I talk mice studies? Well, yeah, I think that like until it gets funded, yep. and I think that more things will potentially be getting funded, um, but that's all we can look at and be like, well, at least it didn't like kill them. Kill them. <laughs> it actually benefited them. Yeah. Um, and it made like... They're living their best they're life. They're living their best life. Their complexion looked freaking <laughs> amazing under that under all that that they probably had to shave off to look at it also probably was reflective of the like fur fur. quality yeah where it was like the color and it looked younger and more youthful and vibrant and it was probably attracting like the best (laughs) rat ever (laughs) not the rat king because that's disgusting but the The other one The ones that the right hand man yes uh that's really cool (laughs) yeah and so i feel like that's one that um, it really is in like decreasing inflammation. It could be really beneficial um, for our complexion, which we care about. We've already discussed that, that we care about it. Um, it does next, that interact with things weird at all? There weren't any contra like indications of taking that one. Cool. And so there wasn't anything that it like directly. That's awesome. Affected. Um, the... Geogulin. God, I'm so bad. It also increased uh, superoxide dismutase, and it protects cells from premature destruction and aging. Cool. So what that means is that it's just showing, and this actually had a study as well. It was in mice Mm -hmm. that looked at um, 
the superoxide dismutase protected the cell that would have all been damaged or like before it actually got to the age of like we all have apoptosis like happening, which is the cell death. And it's whenever it gets disrupted, it could happen earlier and that causes us to lose like bounce in our skin or lose the ability to do lots of things. But whenever you're talking about complexion or skin in particular, um, it could cause it helps like keep those cells to go all the way up to like the age where it's supposed to like go through apoptosis, you know? Cool. Um, And then those two I'm the most excited about. Yeah. They were both studies in rats and mice. But they have studies that are at least showing that it's actually working. Right. And would you take those two together or separately? I would probably maybe just take one. I am more interested in the quarter set. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cool. Than the other one. Um, because they both do the same thing. Mm-hmm. They both increase superoxide dismutase. The uh, first one at least has a pathway as to like what they think it actually does. And so I would say... Um, I am leaning more towards that one. Cool. Um, yeah. And then uh, hormone balance. I think we will probably sit here for a little bit. Um, this one, there's a lot of things that could be helping. The There's one called Shishandra. Shishandra. It's a berry, um, and it supposed, supposedly supports the adrenals. Um, cordyceps also has been shown to increase energy and adrenal help with adrenal fatigue. And then our favorite ashwagandha helps boost sluggish thyroid hormones. And so those are ones that have been toted to like, there's right. a ton of other ones, but those are the ones that are like kind of remain ones. Um, yeah. and there's some that we'll probably talk about in other sections that also help with hormone balance. But, um, I think one of the things that most people probably take ashwagandha for is thyroid issues and Mm -hmm. if you have hyperthyroidism then that's not the supplement for you because it's actually boosting your thyroid hormones and it's making them be more productive or increasing the production of the thyroid hormone and so it's more for people who have hypothyroidism or a slower like high like thyroid versus a hyper one so if you actually have an overproduction and then you take ashwagandha it could actually increase the things that are bad happening in your body does that make sense yeah that's Um, good to know because i feel like people would just say oh this helps with thyroid so i'm gonna take it exactly and not understand that like this is for people who actually have a slow thyroid right not for someone who has a overproductive thyroid or sense. if it's someone who's had like, um, like my friend, she had a removal of her thyroid, and so she's on yeah. thyroid medicine. So she this should not would be taking not this. be something for her yes. to take, um, because it could be interfering with the medicine that she has to take for those hormones. Right. Um, and so you don't want to be kind of messing with that. It's more for people who just are on the like verge or right. have or been, like been diagnosed. Tweak. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, or if you happen to be one of those people that have adrenal fatigue where it's just overproduction of everything then i would say it could be beneficial for that reason right but thyroid specifically not for you so yours is there ones that are like well in there that i was looking up whether or not um chased berries counts as a adaptogenic herb i mean i feel like it would probably fit into that like vitex i yeah which i think it does 
Um, and that, and we've talked about that in the past. Yes, and we've both taken it, me, for like a month, but yeah. you longer. <laughs> and that's exactly what it's talking about, though. That yeah. it's, it, the reason I started taking it was exactly what they say about adaptogens is that mm-hmm. it's like a balancer. So if yep. you're high in estrogen or high in progesterone and needing it to like balance out, it just kind of like would balance it is the supposed mm-hmm. way that it works. I do know, I don't know anything about studies. I know that there probably have been studies about that one for, oh, sure, for sure. Because I think that's like a leading um, leading thing that is prescribed for PCOS in other countries, which yeah. is amazing. I think there's a lot of people that are taking Vitex or like get told to take Vitex by like MDs. Yeah. More so now. Yeah. So that's one that I was thinking about. Yes. Um, And then the other ones that I know to talk about, I think are all stress related. Yes. There's so many stress related. Um, We'll kind of run through just a couple other ones real fast and then we'll sit in stress for cool and anxiety for a bit. Um, Fatigue. Ginseng has been said um, to increase energy and, um, as said that all types, so there's a red ginseng, there's a brown ginseng, there's a Gold, yellow, I think it's the yellow. same yeah. as, um, yeah, I think there's a yellow. Um, and they've all been said, and there's a white ginseng, um, they've been said that all of them have increased energy. And one of the things that with ginseng, that's the one that I remember always kind of rolling my eyes at all the time whenever I would go into like Jamba Juice. Jamba Juice or go into (laughs) Kiba Juice or whatever. And it's like, would you like to add a ginseng boost to your smoothie today? And I'm like, no, I don't want that crap in my smoothie thing. Um, And it's still kind of like one of those where it's like a lot of the studies that people claimed that it was helping with energy or helping with things it have been debunked that it's like they didn't they weren't good studies mm-hmm. and so it actually didn't help but then there's other studies that have been done that they have been shown to increase energy but it was in cancer patients and so it was patients who were experiencing fatigue and then it helped them experience like more energy but it didn't wasn't shown in normal subjects that's so interesting right yeah um and so i would say take ginseng at your own risk that one has a ton of do not take this if you're on MAOIs. Do not take this if you're taking blood pressure medicine. Do so not take this like if you're on blood thinners. Not any studies to back it up. No. And there's a lot of There's a lot of could. things. Is ginseng the one that they did studies for like testosterone in men? There was one, yes. Okay. And so this is one, like, so libido is... One of the things that um, a lot of adaptogens are used for because Mm -hmm. it's a hormone imbalance. So it can decrease female or men like libidos of wanting that. Yeah. Um, And a 2002 Korean study found that red ginseng did increase in men that were taking it, increase their libido. And so it was effective in that. And that was in human studies. And so that was one of the things that was actually like beneficial. Another one that I have taken and Aaron has taken is maca. Yes, that's the one I was going to talk about next. I was like reading your mind. Uh, that is like a super... we're becoming the same person. <laughs> we are melding into one crazy human being. <laughs> yes. Uh, that is a big hot thing to take right now is yes. maca. I think we were doing it like two years ago probably. I think that's whenever I first heard about maca. Was it me. Was that, no, it was two years ago though. It was at one of my nutrition workshops. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that's supposed to help with libido too. And 
I think testosterone. I feel like it's probably this like within the same realm um, because maca is shown like the red, yellow, black have been shown to increase energy. Okay. And it's so one of those that's used for like fatigue. Okay. Right in the place of like caffeine. Does that, are they like, if you're more awake, then you'll want to have sex more. <laughs> probably where it's like, if you feel excited, you're going to go. <laughs> Is that what it's like doing though? Like what else is it doing to make you have a better sex drive? Um, I think it's also having to do some sort of with the balancing hormone with hormones. Mm-hmm. So it's okay. increasing either the testosterone mm-hmm. or for like women, probably decreasing the like adrenal. Estrogen or, mm-hmm. or if the, if it's in like, I mean, I don't know the connection for estrogen. Because if it's helping a lot of things, if it's helping with like, PCOS that's because you're producing too much like of the androgen hormones Mm -hmm. and so that would be balancing back out to get more like estrogen versus testosterone um so I don't know if there would be that would be the is it so smart that it knows what it what you need and it goes and does that we don't know we don't know we have no idea yeah I don't know maca is like everywhere oh my gosh yes or just walking down the like aisle of whole foods it's maca, in maca, everything. Maca, maca. <laughs> yes. Um, it just says most of these just say it balances hormones. And so I think that it increases your estrogen if you're low because it's involved with the stress hormone cortisol. And so it's increasing estrogen and decreasing cortisol in your body. All right. So here we go for maca, which also then is going to like boost your energy because you're going to be feeling awesome yeah um let's talk about stress and anxiety um we've already kind of talked a little bit about stress stuff we talked about ashwagandha in the mental health episode but we're going to sit in it a lot more here um so there's there's a lot of things that have been broken down into like long-term stress and then acute stress and then anxiety and depression but we're going to kind of talk about them all together a little bit um because they all kind of help with different things but Long-term stress specifically, um, ashwagandha has been shown to help. Um, It decreases cortisol. So cortisol is our stress hormone. And whenever that gets released, that's just our body, like, will go into crazy mode. Right. Um, Just feels like it's being attacked and it's in that, like, fight mode Mm -hmm. all the time. And then don't a lot of your other hormones and systems have to go to fight against the cortisol, right? exactly. And so it just causes and wreaks havoc all over the place. Um, Asian ginseng has been shown to like help with long-term stress again says that it helps with hormone balance um holy basil the holy basil is considered like the elixir of life within the Ayurvedic (laughs) world Uh um because it helps with everything it helps with like anti-aging it helps with supposedly um, supposedly helps with anti-aging it helps with um hormone balance it helps with uh pro like decreasing inflammation it helps with literally Everything. Are there any studies on that, baby? There's some, yeah. So there's one that I found in the Journal of um, Ayurvedic Medicine <laughs> and All Integrative right. Medicine, um, which was just kind of a review of like what is going down. There's more studies that are being done on holy basil, or like it's also called tulsi, and so more studies are being brought about. I think now just because people are actually like looking at it, right? And so I think holy basil is one of those though that most people would probably be comfortable with it, like telling their patients or having people take as well. It doesn't have weird interactions. Mm-mm, not that I read. Okay. Um, and so it has it's like a hot, bitter basil kind of taste. 
to it. So swallow that stuff. Do not. Yeah. Do not eat it. <laughs> no. Um, licorice root is thought to also help decrease cortisol. And then um, there's a bean extract called mucana prunines. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, one day I will pronounce all of them correctly. That's not true. That's not true <laughs> at all. True. I'm just going to continue doing this. Um, but I think it's mucuna purian. Mucuna matata. Acuna matata. That's what it is. <laughs> um, but this bean extract is supposedly supposed to help with like decreasing dopamine. So that's our chill and relax hormone. It helps us be calm. And so, um, it decreases that? It increases dopamine. Oh, okay. And then acute stress and anxiety, Siberian ginseng, uh, Rodalia, which is that's one that a lot of people take. Um, and then the Shishandra that we've talked about before. Um, there within those, those things do some other stuff. Um, and then anxiety, we talked specifically about um, Ashwagandha or Ashwagandha. Um, that a study in humans, 64 subjects, took 300 milligrams of the Ashwagandha two times per day for 60 days. And they saw a decrease in cortisol and decrease in stress and anxiety by 44% Wow! in the patients. And so it was incredibly effective yeah. and incredibly beneficial. And so for stress and anxiety, this adaptogen is, is awesome. <laughs> yes. That's super cool. Yeah. And so it's one of the ones where I would say you should for sure try it. Yeah. Um, and this is one of the ones that... Um, did not have a don't take if you're on an antidepressant. Right. I think that thyroid it's different, but thyroid different. And so if you are on an antidepressant, I think it's okay to be taking ashwagandha. I'm just going to double check. Yeah. Well, with any of these, talk to your doctor. Oh my gosh. About yes. It. Please let your doctor know if you're taking medicine and you're wanting to take these because they need to know. Yeah. No, but I just think that it's amazing that one adaptogen was able to like decrease anxiety so much. Yeah. I mean, it's that's incredibly super beneficial. Exciting. Yeah. And so, sorry, I thought you were going to say something. <laughs> I just didn't say one thing. I was thinking you about that over here. It. I was like, she has all this information in front of her and she's kind of like searching for something right now. So I should probably <laughs> say something, but I got nothing because I'm waiting to hear what she has to say too. So I'm just going to sit here in awkward silence. Just sit in awkward silence uh, until <laughs> I find what I want to find. It might be a good like first step. In my mm-hmm. mind, like before you end up getting on antidepressants, yes. try that or anti-anxiety. If you're like on the on the verge or you're noticing that you might need help with this, that might be a good first step. Yes. See if it helps. Exactly. I think that it's a very, very, very smart first step. In some places, it says that it can help or it can decrease or suppress your MAOI inhibitors, which would just mean that it's working the same way that your like antidepressant would be. So it could be, it probably wouldn't. Just as long as your doctor knew that you were taking it, it would be probably fine. I think that in the mental health episode, we talked about that. Okay. Where it's like doing stuff with the GABA, the gamma aminobutyric acid, which is the same way the MAOI is working. And so I think that it's as long as your doctor knows you should be okay. Cool. Just make sure your doctor knows. Yeah. And so the next group of things that people take is immune for immune health. Reishi, which is a mushroom, they think that that has been helpful for increasing your immune system. Maca, it's high in vitamin C, so it thinks they think that that's helpful with your immune system, obviously. Chaga, 
um, that's also another mushroom. It's an antiviral. And so they've shown that that has been helpful. And then turkey tail. This one is super interesting. Yeah, I've never (laughs) Um, heard of this. So this one in the Bastyr University in 2012 got approval by the FDA and NIH to be doing a clinical trial to see if turkey tail can be beneficial in cancer patients. And I think that they have found that it actually helps with um, decreasing the side effects and then also helping cancer patients by decreasing um, the production of cancer cells. Wow, that's fascinating. Right? It's super cool. And then ashwagandha is also given if you've been sick, you should take it after and it'll help boost back up your immune system. Super cool. Turkey tail. Turkey tail. Turkey tail is super interesting. Um, It's also been thought to help with digestive issues. So if you have an overgrowth of like candida Mm -hmm. or um, any other like bacterial overgrowth, Mm -hmm. turkey tail is thought to help get rid of that too. We're in the immunity section mm-hmm. now. Yeah. I think so. The supplement I take has the Suma in it. Uh huh. I think Suma is for immunity stuff as well. There's so many out there that I would imagine it probably yeah. is, but it's one that I didn't look or I didn't see too much about. So I probably was like, there was no studies about it. Not that I saw. What I'm taking on a daily basis um, is um, Suma and licorice root. And then astragalus root. Those are the three that I'm getting. Astragalus root. Yes. And I'm getting a small amount a day. A small amount. A very small amount a day. (laughs) In the supplement I use. But I can tell a difference. So it could be any one of these four billion amazing things that are in here, which Amanda would probably be horrified by. But (laughs) I love it. I'm always horrified by how much stuff is in things, but I feel like as long as you, it says how much is in each of it, like how much of each thing is in it, I'm way more okay with that. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It says that Suma is thought to be an immune enhancer um, and it's thought to help combat stress and it's from Latin America in the Amazon. And, And so there's basically not a lot of like studies. There's test tube studies. So in vitro studies that have shown that they could be anti tumor, Mm -hmm. but there's not any in vivo studies that have been done. Um, it's thought that it could be working the same as Brazilian ginseng, which I don't know anything about that one. I don't know. There's like 4 billion ginsengs. There's so many ginsengs, but it's as of right now, there's not any studies for the sumo. Okay. Um, so if you're looking for something for immunity, I would say stick with maca or yeah. like obviously this one's working for you. But in general, if people are yeah, wanting to try something. I don't know if this is working for immunity either. Yeah. I just know you're when like, I take this supplement, it. it makes me feel better. But yeah. there's like a billion things. things in it. Like grass. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and stuff like that. Flaxseed. The spirulina that we were talking about yes. earlier. Chlorella. All the good algaes. Beet juice powder. Beet juice powder. We love all those things. Yeah. So there's a lot of things that could be helping like your immune system. So it's yes. obviously we have no idea. If yeah, I can definitely tell anything. the difference when I stop taking it. Yeah. Though. I think that that's one of the things where I'm like, just put the things that you know for sure work in them versus like tossing in what like we yeah. think could work until we know more. But then who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. And then... Digestive issues have also been things that a lot of people take adaptogens for. And the holy basil is one that has been shown to decrease bloating and gas. 
And then the turkey tail we talked about. And then licorice root, again, is supposedly supposed to help with leaky gut. Yeah. So licorice root, I just had like a random theory on it. That is zero backed in science, but just based on how it it has a similar feeling going down, in my opinion, as like peppermint would. Oh, uh-huh. As far as the literal feeling that your body has when it has is like swallowing something that's really minty. Yes. I for some reason those are linked in my mind. Like um I'm thinking right now, what the heck? What's that like absinthe? Absinthe. <laughs> when you drink absinthe, it feels the, or tastes the same to me as like it doesn't taste the same, but does this make sense what I'm saying? It does, it does. I'm going on a really big Where journey like to say. there's like a menthol kind of yeah, like that feel feeling to it. going down like the center of your sternum. It, what is the shot that like, no shoot, I hate it. It's like a peppermint kind of shot. Uh, peppermint schnapps? No, not peppermint schnapps. There's another one. I don't know, but I don't I'm stuck on it. peppermint schnapps. Yeah, though. but I under, I feel like I know what Wait, you're talking no, about. no, I'm thinking the... Are you thinking about the one where that video of that college girl is crying and she's like, do you know what I'm talking about? Oh, my gosh. It's such a good video. She sprays the fire hydrant in her sorority and she's like, I'm going to get kicked out. I just wanted to make it snow. That's you hilarious. haven't seen this? No, I have not seen that. Oh my That's gosh. what we're going to be watching right yes. after this. Um, so licorice, <laughs> there's uh, the like phytochemical in licorice is called the glycerin. Glyceriza glabra, <laughs> um, and it's classified as a weed in most areas. Um, and it's there's a lot of studies. Like I remember learning about licorice root in my functional foods class, but there are issues with licorice root since we're going to be talking about this. It also, oh, one study found that it can help H. pylori. So if you have um, the bacteria H. pylori, it can help prevent the gut from growing it. Um, but basically with the issue with licorice root that it's in a ton of stuff, which for you, this is the only thing that you take with licorice root, but you still would just want to make sure um, whenever you're thinking about taking stuff yeah. is that it can actually increase your blood pressure mm-hmm. and it can affect your kidneys. And so if you have the option of a licorice root, you want to make one or make sure that you buy the deglycerized licorice. Mm-hmm. Also, that one is okay to have ingested, like if you're pregnant, right? Yeah, I and think the so. other one you should stare no, clear. You of should if very you're much steer clear of it. Yeah, so you want to look for like DGL if it says like licorice root, and then it has like a DGL next to it, or if you are taking um, the licorice root and it's the not deglycerized. Uh, you just want to make sure that your doctor is aware of it because you need to monitor your blood pressure and then monitor your renal function, especially if you are like predisposed to those things, you know? Yes. Those are the only ones for digestive issues for the main part. Um, but licorice root obviously is one too to help with bacteria growth. Cancer. There's shiitake mushrooms have been shown to decrease tumor growth. This one makes me super excited. I feel like you've hinted at shiitake mushrooms in a couple episodes of like, I want to put this more in my diet. Yes. I always forget about mushrooms. And I I think because they go bad so quickly that I just don't want to mess with them sometimes. But shiitake mushrooms actually have a ton of good things about it. But then there's also where it's like how you prepare mushrooms whether if you like get them wet or you just wipe them down, that can like Mess make it stuff. to where it they could be very much not beneficial for you mm-hmm. um, versus beneficial for you. 
And um, a lot of the studies have shown that they actually have decreased tumor growth, the shiitake mushrooms. It's amazing. Right? It's super interesting. And that's um, not something you think when you think adaptogenic herbs. No, you don't think about like, that's the thing where you're like, you're thinking adaptogenic herbs and because that's what most people say. Uh-huh. But majority of the ones that are incredibly beneficial are mushrooms. So like reishi is a mushroom. Mm-hmm. Chaga. Uh, chaga is a mushroom. Can you get, well, shiitake mushrooms are one that you could actually go to the grocery store and get too. Yes. Those are ones that where it's like, hey, it's actually incredibly beneficial and you can just eat them whole. They fight against cancer and they decrease inflammation. A lot of the studies have been done in vitro versus in vivo, but it's still incredibly like beneficial. It's also been thought to help your heart. So the shiitake mushrooms can help block cholesterol reabsorption in your gut. And then it helps increase a fiber that can decrease your cholesterol as well. Hmm. Um, And then one study in rats found that high blood pressure in shiitake mushroom powder uh, prevented an increase in blood pressure. Um, Also, a 2015 study um, found that people who ate around two dried shiitake mushrooms daily for a month Overall, their immune markers were improved, and they also had less inflammation than the study began. Wow, that's amazing. Right? And that's so easy. Right, and all you have to do is eat two dried two shiitake, dried mushrooms. shiitake mushrooms. How do you do that? Could you just you just eat it like a I chip? I think you could probably find dried <laughs> shiitake mushrooms, yeah. Or like put it in a salad and chop it up like dried fruit. <laughs> you know? Are you yeah. going to find some in order? I'm it? looking, yeah. That's so cool. And most of these adaptogens, too, they were looking at how whenever they're thinking about like the stress and stuff is that whenever you're taking them, it could help you whenever you're aging because of we lose a lot of the ability to in like make this one molecule or make these certain hormones and things like that. And so if you're taking them prior to that, it extends you so you're able to like keep making that. So that's whenever it's helping with like the aging and helping with your immune system, helping with all of that jazz. And it also has been shown to help with cognitive function, especially with like Alzheimer's. We've talked about a few other ones that have helped with Alzheimer's like curcumin. So turmeric is shown to help with Alzheimer's, yeah. like increasing cognitive function. And the Shisandra or Shisandra, um, there's a B type of this. And that's been shown to help with Alzheimer's. And it's incredibly intriguing and interesting how this works. And the studies found that it decreases the plaque production that builds up in a brain whenever you are at risk of dementia or Alzheimer's. Mm -hmm. And it prevents that plaque buildup. And so there's nothing that's like blocking your brain from functioning correctly. That's kind of like the really, really like toned down version of what it's doing. And so if you're taking a supplement for like a cognitive function, if you're older, if you're at, at risk. risk for Alzheimer's Which or dementia. Is. Yeah. I would say like I would talk to a doctor for when he should start taking right. that. But the B type of this has what been the one again? to help. The Shisandra, it's S-H-I-S-A-N-D-R-A. Some people spell it S-H-I-Z-A-N-D-R-A, but all I saw was S. Okay. And then a couple of them were Z. Um, but it's the B type. And then the C type is thought to help with liver disease, like people who have cirrhosis or fatty liver or hepatotoxicity, that sort of thing. The C type of that was supposed to help. But the one that was showed actual like potential was the B, was type. The B type. That's super for cool. For Alzheimer's. Yeah. Um, and that's, for me, I also have that in my family. So I'm like, 
At what that's, point? That's honestly why I eat a lot of turmeric. Yeah. Because I'm like, I don't want my brain function to go down. Yeah. Um, and then blood sugar. This is probably the last one that we'll talk about. And we'll talk about kind of how we can really think about them. these into our yeah. body is blood sugar. And so the reishi mushroom, um, that has actual studies that show that the it helps your body not to break down as many starches. So it interferes with that. So then there's not as much glucose in your blood system. And so you are decreasing your blood glucose levels. Cool. And so if you're diabetic, pre-diabetic, that sort of thing, it would be really beneficial for you to potentially in start introducing some reishi or reishi mushrooms into your diet. If you're hypoglycemic, this will not be beneficial for you. That's me. <laughs> Do not take this one for you. <laughs> because basically it's preventing glucose even more yeah. from getting into your bloodstream. So you're going to have even more hypoglycemic effects. I don't even fully understand. I was told I was hypoglycemic when I was a little girl. Uh-huh. I'd pass out if I didn't eat. Do you still feel like that? Um, I, I feel like I eat more. Yeah. Regularly. Like I'll get shaky. The last time I almost passed out, I was 19. Okay. So it's been a while. Yeah. It's been almost 10 years. But I, I, I actually passed out while I was getting my hair cut. It used to be down like where your hair is. Like I'd have to stand up when I was little uh-huh. for them to cut my hair. Uh, and I was standing looking in the mirror and I was all of a sudden the picture just shrunk and I passed out and I woke up to my mom yelling, does anybody have a cookie? Because <laughs> <laughs> like the doctors just told her to get me sugar. So <laughs> You're, The doctor should have told her juice. Well... I was eating a cookie. That's when I hilarious. Up. I actually, when I was little, I like walked around with bags of like sunflower seeds or nuts to always be eating. I like that you chose those. That's what my mom chose. Hey. Good mom. Good mom. Rather than juice or sugar, straight juice? up sugar. Yes. Yeah. That I was think a that fully random story. I love that story. Get her a Someone cookie. get her a cookie. Somebody get the honey. Get the honey. <laughs> That would probably help, too. <laughs> oh, it's amazing. Um, okay, so that's kind of where everyone is for the breakdown of, like, the ailments. The things. Yeah, the yes. top things of, like, why people would be taking them and what they are. So I would say um, now let's think about the fact that people are taking these. And we are in the American culture of everyone wants to just take something yeah. and not work to actually learn how to take care of their body. And so I think that, yes, these can decrease stress, but the issue is, is that it's not the end all. And you have to think about your diet and exercise and meditation, all those like practices that we've mm-hmm. talked about prior to, to help decrease your stress and anxiety levels. Eating in other better. ways too. Yes. Eating better is the numero uno where it's mm-hmm. like, you have to be eating all those vegetables, getting your nine to 13 servings, maintaining like good fats in your diet, getting lots of fiber, getting good protein, you know, like those things have to be there in order for your body to really be working well. And even having these come in, it's like, those aren't a bandaid. Like it's just a bandaid if you're not doing the other things. Right. And so you want to be doing those things and then bring in these adaptogens to help your body. Um, And I think a lot of people are torn, whether they're good to be taking long term forever or it should be short term right I'm kind of under the guise of do what's right for you where Mm -hmm. it's like if you only need it for a little bit 
and your body is great if you stop taking them and like you, you don't feel different and you don't feel different then i would say you're good and then maybe you'll like need it again later but i think it's like a coffee enema. yeah it's like a coffee enema <laughs> like sometimes you just need one you know but then i think that if like you stop taking it so like say you're doing the ashwagandha for anxiety and you stop and you start feeling anxious again obviously like take it again you know like I don't think that that's right now there's no studies because it hasn't been looked at but I think that as long as you're feeling okay and on it then that's all that matters even whenever the studies out there like even reading all the bad like side effects that are with ginseng it's still like hey but if it works for you do it great do it um it's just all about you and your individualized care yeah. Also, as with any of them, they're expensive. It's it's yes. really not expensive. Be checking what the heck is in it. Yes. Because exactly. a good one that's reputable is probably going to cost a little bit more than what you want to spend. Yes. And just remember, too, that there's so because there's not like solid studies on how much of these outside of the ashwagandha. That's the only number I even told you mm-hmm. of how much you should be taking like right. per day, which was 300 milligrams twice a day. Right. Yeah. That you just have to kind of go off and that's why it's really important to go to a reputable source because then at least they'll be giving you a serving size and follow that serving size. Don't just like do your own thing because then that's whenever toxicity could happen. You never know or you could have a side effect. You know, like just do the best thing that you possibly can for yourself so that you aren't like (laughs) so that you aren't. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. (laughs) We just had a, a studio dog attack. Yeah, so basically just do what's right for you. Don't listen to what everyone else is saying. Make sure you're talking to your doctor. And I'm excited to try some of these. Obviously, you are taking some. um, And so if you guys are taking any adaptogen, let us know and let us know why you're taking it and how you're liking it so that we kind of are able to have more dialogue about it. it. Because I think that this, this is going to be an ongoing podcast. This was just the beginning um, are there any last things that you want to know about or will you have to talk about for adaptogens? Um, no, I'm fascinated by it. Me too. I think they're in more things than you realize yes. if you're taking supplements or in the health food world. Oh, yeah. If you're taking any supplement, you probably have like there's some sort of adaptogenic blend in there. Exactly. So mm-hmm. I'm excited about the research. I'm super excited to get myself a bag of dried shiitake mushrooms. Right. Also, the reviews are like, this is delicious in soups, which... That makes so much sense. Yeah, like I don't know if that would kill it. the good stuff, but it sounds delicious. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm excited about it. Okay, so you're super excited about adaptogens, and I'm super excited about adaptogens. I think that we will probably have adaptogens 2.0 talking about the ones that we try and moving forward with like there's so many that I want to try I and agree. I think that just finding, I would love to hear about that one that you were talking about that you want to the try cordyceps yeah um I am going to look into it because it, right what I read it didn't say that there was any like contra right whatever but um I did say that it's pro like it decreases the pro-inflammatory monoamine oxidase which is part of like the MAOI mm-hmm. inhibitors. And right. so um, there could be something if you're on an antidepressant, but I need to like yeah. look into it more because I didn't see it. And then I just like that in my plus brain. Plus collagen, plus 
bone broth. Oh my gosh, we're gonna be. It's like a fountain of youth. And then like our Valentia um, prickly pear oil. Yeah, your skin's looking really good. Thank you. So if that's what it is, I use just the prickly pear on my forehead. It's looking really good. I've literally been staring at your forehead this entire episode. Thank you. Wow, her skin's looking great. Thank you. I really appreciate that. Thank you, it's, Valentia. Thanks, Valentia. For keeping our foreheads young. Yes. And Sprite. Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm going to be taking that because I want to be as natural as possible in the anti-aging realm. Yeah. And I, I'm super excited about, and like, if it's increasing superoxide dismutase, it's not going to be hurting my body. Yeah. So that's one I'm actually going to try, guys. Yay. That's super cool. Uh, uh. Okay. Well, yeah. yeah, Like anything, please DM us and let us know uh, if you are doing any of these, if you notice a difference in your body, why you're doing it, because we're fascinated and want to know. Yes. And then we will include it into a 2.0 adaptogen episode. Yeah. One day in the future. Yep. All right. Okay. Well, hope you guys enjoyed the whining of a dog (laughs) oh also by the way i think it's rumple mints is that what you were talking about yes that is exactly what what the girl does thank you she takes too many shots and she's all i just wanted to make it snow what she had done is taken a fire (laughs) extinguisher and shot it all over her sorority hall (laughs) that's amazing we're watching it as soon as we get done with this no uh yes it was rumple rumple mints i hate it so much. I had a rough night when I took a couple rubble mints too at the end of the night. Yeah. How do you not ha- how do you have a good night after taking like two shots of rumple mints? I don't know. It's, it's disgusting. Bad idea. I never do it. But is that the feeling? Yeah. Okay. So I'm I never even like finished that thought. What I was thinking was so peppermint is supposed to help calm your stomach. Mm-hmm. Like that's why like a Tums is yes. peppermint. I wonder if that is where this idea that licorice root is doing something like that because it's a similar feeling it could be i don't know that's just the random theory that i had that's it that's all i got for that's today all guys got. that's it all could i got be folks. that phytochemical the same as like because menthol is also a function like a phytochemical yeah and so it could be working in the same ways it could okay well i am going i am going to head to arizona yes. tomorrow and hopefully it rains all hopefully day it rains day at least one of the days yes Yay. I'm going to try to survive with just me and Ellis living our life. Conquer the world. Conquer the world. Um, Hope you guys have a great rest of your night or day where and whenever you listen to this. Weekend. Weekend. Week. Life. Life. (laughs) Uh, Follow us on Instagram. Yep. I did that podcast. Yep. And if you feel so inclined, you can buy us a drink on Patreon for a dollar a month. Support this podcast yes. by buying us a drink and keeping us happy. Yeah, <laughs> and keeping the good content coming. Exactly. Uh, talk to you later. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.